Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. Mark Stafford, kicking back and talking sport all afternoon. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. 12.41 with Stephen McIver. Kiwi golfer Ryan Fox is back in the country for a, a well-deserved break after a stellar 2022, ending the year at 29 in the world. How does that feel, Ryan? Uh, pretty surreal, to be honest. It's been a, uh, a, a pretty quick rise up the rankings this year and um, you know enjoyed every every minute of it and you know to get a couple of wins and you know, also you know we'll be be there for the masters next year as uh, sort of I've ticked all my goals off and, and more so yeah I'm, I'm pretty happy sitting here and um, getting to reflect on the year now for a golfer how big a deal is the masters that one tournament yeah I mean it's the majors are obviously a step above everything else and um, yeah, I think the Masters is is sort of the one that's held differently than the rest. I mean, I think the Open as well is, is probably, um, you know, especially in Europe and the UK, it, it's held in pretty high esteem. But there's something about the Masters, you know, it's been at the same course for <laughs> I think since 1934. It's you know, it's got all the history. It's yeah, there's I don't know there's as just, I think just as a golfer in general to be able to go there and play or or watch it. It's got an aura about it, and then to actually do it and play it in the Masters, I think, has just a, a little bit of extra significance. Do, do you think? Do you think it brings the scare factor to a golfer? Um, yes, I think so. I mean, it, it's just renowned as. I think the greens have the scare factor to them. They're mm. fast and slopey and everything like that. I don't think it's no, it's not a Shinnecock or something like that, a US Open venue that's regarded as being absolutely brutal, but I just think it, it's, it's got an, I think an aura is probably the best way to put it. There's something about that place that's just special. So 2022 has been a standout year. You finished second on the European Tour, which is mega, but where does that stand in winning the Alfred Dunhill links? Which is the better? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess second second is probably better overall because it, you know, it shows a good form over the whole year yeah. but you know I guess in this game winning's kind of everything you know you don't get to win a lot in golf I mean you think Tiger at his, at his absolute best was winning 30% of his golf tournaments which in itself is scary but it, you know it's nothing like the All Blacks or a Federer or Djokovic Nadal kind of thing so I think you know a win is extra special in this game and you know to get two but especially one at Dunhill Lane one of one of our iconic Tournaments and you know getting to do it at the home, getting to win at the home of golf in St Andrews on Sunday is that was pretty hard to beat. Has there ever been any desire to go on the PGA Tour? The the dream's been there for a while. I thought it had kind of passed me by a little bit, to be honest. You know, I'm I'm 35 now, and it seems to be getting younger and younger golf these days. So um, I was quite happy in Europe, but it looks like I'm going to get an opportunity to play a lot of the states next year. So that sort of dream's been reinvigorated slightly and 
looking forward to a bit of a new challenge in that regard. Mate, you, you, make, you make 35 sound like you're over the hill. My gosh, that's, that's super young, man. In, in golf, traditionally it has been, but it's certainly getting younger. I think I read something the other day. Um, you know, you, the average age on the PGA Tour 10 or 15 years ago was was sort of mid, mid-30s, even later 30s, and now it's sort of late 20s, and there's a lot of guys that come out 21, 22, okay. you know, winning everything, you know, Jordan Spieth, those kind of guys. And I think because golf's become a lot more athletic, a lot a lot more power-based. I think the window in the game's a lot shorter. You know, it's, it's becoming a lot more like other sports where, you know, you've probably got from 20 to, say, 35 as a, you know, as a sport like cricket or tennis or something like that. You know, you're kind of not necessarily over the hill, but it's harder to compete with the younger guys when you when when you when speed and power is involved and golf's definitely going that way now. But I still feel like I've got a few good years left at least. Oh, cripes. It's a brutal reality check, though, isn't it? It is. It is. And, I mean, you know, it's kind of weird thinking about, you know, I've had my best year as a 35-year-old, and if I'm playing pretty much any other sport, you know, I'd be thinking about retiring right now. So, you know, I can count my blessings in that regard, but it's certainly, I think, getting harder and harder to compete as you get older, you know, into your 40s now, you tend to lose a fair bit of distance. And, you know, distance seems to be king, and especially men's golf at the moment. So um, I might have to put in a fair bit of work to keep up the length that I've got and, and be able to compete with those young guys. But does technology help that as well, club technology? Yeah, club technology definitely does. I mean, you look at someone like Phil Mickelson, who, you know, we obviously won the PGA a couple of years ago and, and went on a on a distance or chasing distance for a little while and um, you know a lot of that was technology lighter shafts um, you know, heads um, you know you, you, can, you can definitely mitigate some but it's not like the old school where it was wooden drivers and steel shafts and it was you, you kind of it was all on you to, to how hard you swung it so at least yeah I can definitely look at technology in that regard going forward I, I'm intrigued to understand how Marcus Wheelhouse has helped you Mark, I've been with Marcus for ten years. It's been um, he's helped every every bit of my golf game. I was pretty much ready to to give up in my second year as a pro when I started working with Marcus. And I mean, you can yeah, I'm I'm here now, obviously in the top thirty in the world. So I can thank Wheelie for for basically all of that. What What do you think was the major change he made to you? Attitude? Uh, no, it was it was well. I think it was a lot of everything, but. It was um, uh, technique. Is I, I do a lot more technique stuff with Marcus than anything else. And um, you know, we were. I guess when I went and saw him, I, I had a had a golf swing that wasn't easily repeatable. Um, and obviously, consistency is king in this game. And uh, we worked pretty hard for a decent period of time to, you know, to be able to do it. And then to also be able to do it under pressure consistently is is key. And yeah, it's, it's been a long process, but. You know, I wouldn't say we've figured it out because I don't think you ever figure out this game, but I've figured it out more often than not, at least. What What do you think was the key to the relationship of, of him improving you as a golfer? Well, I, the big thing for me is Marcus has played. You know, he played on tour for so many years, so he understands how how to get. You know, that the score is the best is the most important thing in this game. Doesn't matter. It doesn't have to look pretty. Obviously, consistency is important, but it's 
you know, it's getting the ball in the hole. It's, it's hitting shots you want to hit under pressure and having someone that's played the game at a high level. Um, you know, obviously it was world number one amateur and played tour golf. I think it was for 12 or 15 years. Um, you know, and I first met Marcus playing golf against him. So, um, to have someone with that insight and, you know, it helps when you, you know, you know, in tournament mode, you know, a little tweak can make a big difference, but it's not time to go and, you know, reinvent the wheel. So we've, we've picked and picked our moments quite well when to really work on the golf swing and then when to kind of just manage it best we can in, t- in tournament mode. And he's been really good at that over the last 10 years. Mate, do you think casual observers of golf have any idea of the grind of a professional golfer? Um, I think they've got an idea of how frustrating the game is. I don't think they quite... Uh, I think it's they've said it's a bit more glamorous than what it's made out to be. Um, you know, we... You know, you see, especially the top guys flying, you know, private jets or, you know, in the case of a few of them, flying their own jets everywhere and we get to play some amazing golf courses, but you see a lot of hotel rooms, you see a lot of airports, and in the end, you know, you play 30 events a year, um, you know, you've still got, it's still a hotel room, it's still a golf course, it's still an airport, and it's it does become a bit more of a job than what it's, what you think, and then, you know, any any weekend hacker will know that, that golf will do your head in, and when you're doing it a couple of hundred, 250 days a year or something like we do it, it's going to get to you at some point. So there's definitely the, the frustration level uh, is pretty high for us at times, but you know, I still get to do what I love for a living. So I'm not, not complaining about that, but it, it, does, it is probably a little, a little tougher at times than what people think it is. Are you at the point in your career where you can take uh, wife Annika and uh, daughter Isabel on tour with you? Yep. So they did. Uh, they actually traveled last year through COVID a little bit at the, back into last year and they traveled uh they're up in the uk based in the uk from june this year and we probably came to about 75 80 percent of my tournaments after that so did long haul travel as well we went to south africa and dubai at the end of the year and then came home so that it's great having them on tour obviously traveling with a toddler she's almost <laughs> two now it makes it a bit more interesting but you know it actually helps with that frustration side of things. You know, I get off the golf course, doesn't matter what I shoot. You know, she, she treats me the same and it's, an, it's a good distraction in that way. You know, I can sort of leave golf at the golf course kind of thing. And, you know, in previous years, I might have probably taken it back to back to the hotel room and let it frustrate me even more. And Having them travel has been great. Maybe that's the secret sauce to 2022, hey? Yeah, well, it certainly helped with, being able to travel properly this year, um, and yeah, having having them on tour for the most part was great. We obviously had a, a few difficult moments, as anyone that's travelled with a toddler will know. But um, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and hopefully we can do some of the same next year. Does does being in the top thirty does that bring any benefits to you from tournaments? Um, yeah, it does. I mean, there's a some of the top fifty events in the states next year on the PGA Tour, so. Um, Bay Hill, the match play players, um, a few others, and obviously all the majors for next year if I can stay in the top 50. So, yeah, there's a lot of benefits in that regard. And, um, yeah, it's a pretty exciting potential schedule for next year if I can stay in that top 50. All right. uh, Friday, uh, the Royal Auckland and Grange, Super 6 Golf. You're going to take on, I think, six teams of three. Can you explain this concept? Because it, it sounds exciting. It sounds like must-watch, got to go see it. Yeah, it's um, 
I think it's just a good exhibition for golf in that regard. I think I'm probably the least famous person there, to be honest. <laughs> if you look at if you look at the names, um, but I think the one great thing about golf is, you know, with the handicapping system and with all the different formats you can play, anyone can compete against anyone. So uh, basically, I'm playing the teams. I'm playing my own ball. They're playing their. Um, they're playing Ambrose, so basically they take the best shot of the three of them. Uh, over six holes, it's going to be a bit of fun. Um, I know there's varying levels of golfer there. Um, I think you know, a, a couple of the boys are off pretty low. I know um, Geordie Barrison and Eric Murray are, are low handicappers, and I think Eric loves golf more than I do, to be honest. Um, and I think I've, I've, I think there's a few guys that don't play a whole lot of golf as well. So it, it's going to be fun. It's um, yeah, hopefully the weather's nice to us on Friday afternoon. But as I said, it's just going to be a good exhibition for golf and, um, you know, playing my home course, Royal Auckland. And hopefully there's a few people out watching. It'll be make the uh, make the celebs a bit intimidated, which will be should go in my favour. Hopefully, take every advantage. And if you want building tips, talk to Murray. He's turning into Bob the Builder, bud. Well, in in between his five rounds of golf a week, he, he's. Uh, he seems to be pretty busy at the moment. Hey, uh, Ryan, I really appreciate your time. Good to chat. Uh, have a have a good have fun on Friday, and, and to you and the family, happy Christmas, mate. Cheers, Stephen. You too. Appreciate it.